0: Now then, welcome to another social media podcast, How the Devil Are You? Well, excellent. Thank you very much for joining me. So as usual, I am Simon Scholes, the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, the award-winning visual marketing agency. Uh, But today on the podcast, rather than tips and hints and help, I want to do another interview. So today we're chatting uh, to an awesome business owner over in the States. He helps other business owners do what they think potentially they can't do. His name's Adam Kipness. So let's introduce him to the podcast. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great, great content ideas. ideas. So hello, Adam. Hey, Simon. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you very much. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, it's early in the morning my time. I think afternoon your time. So your day's done. Mine's getting started. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you're starting it in a brilliant way, even if I say so myself. <laughs> I, I think I am definitely
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, so um, because obviously not everybody will know who you are, um, give us your your pitch. What would you pitch yourself when you go to networking? How would you what would you say you do?
1: Well what I do is all of my clients have a problem that they need to get over, a desire that they have, and they just can't get started or kickstarted and i use a step by step strategic planning process to tell them exactly what to do why they're doing it and go step by step so they actually make it a reality
0: so so would you say that's kind of like a would you say you're a business coach or would you try and say that you specialize in a specific area of business so that Obviously, because there's so many different aspects to business and when people start out, they, they don't realize that there's, they're going to be the salesperson, they're going to be the accountant, they're going to be the marketing director, they're going to be the CEO. So is there a specific area you specialize in or do you try and help in every different aspect?
1: Um, I help in the strategy side. That's, that's what I really do is yeah. business strategy. But what I find is that in every business, big or small, as you uncover the strategy, you find a number of other things that need to be worked on. And so whether it's myself or I bring in um, some of my partners, we tackle a lot of other areas over and above strategy. But I believe everything starts with strategy. So that's what I like to focus on.
0: Absolutely. So so what's the big problem that you tend to come across? When when I'm working with people, with my clients, I tend to find actually when you really delve deep they don't even have an avatar they don't even know who the customer is so what's the big problem you tend to come across
1: oh well i would agree with that almost no businesses i work with have an actual avatar but i think the biggest challenge that i run into is tactics first so people whether it's marketing or whether it's social media that, that we'll get to or whether it's who their client is they jump from tactic to tactic and start doing i'll put an ad here I'll do a social media post here. I'll um, go to this networking event. I'll tr- try this product. And they just jump from tactic to tactic without a purpose behind it.
0: Yeah, I tend I to that's call that like scat- the biggest challenge. scattergunning. They scattergun their, their marketing approach, definitely. Um, so, so how did you end up doing what you do now then? What, what actually drew you to, to what you're doing?
1: Well, so the, the, the longer version is I was uh, <clears throat> 22 years old, living in Prague and teaching English And one of my um, students at the the school I was teaching at, his family had a free apartment for an English teacher. So I said, all right, I'll live for free and teach your family English. Sounds good to me. it, It was great. I was right in downtown Prague. It was a wonderful place. And then they introduced me to their neighbors and they introduced me to their neighbors. And next thing I know, I had 15 clients where I was teaching middle school kids English after school. And I recruited two of my English-speaking friends to be my employees. And I had a little business at the age of 22. And so I thought this was easy. So when I came back stateside, I thought I would go into business. And I learned that it was not that easy. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I stubbed my toe um, numerous times. I spent a lot of money. I wasted a lot of money. And then I started working with some businesses on the operational side how to streamline things, how to fix a few things operationally. And then that was more of an employee capacity. But then I started going to different seminars on personal development, on business development. And I started learning all of these things that, you know, the, the brilliant gurus were teaching me trying to sell me their products. And I would bring those back to my clients. And so I sort of grew in my role there. And then someone introduced me to this coaching concept. I didn't know that it existed. And I turned around and I said, hey, that's what I do. And all of a sudden, I was doing it, not knowing that was really a business that people paid for. And lo and behold, not only do they pay for it, they crave it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So there's obviously a lot of different aspects to what it is you actually do. What's the part that you enjoy the most? Because obviously you do things like leads you can help add value there's the marketing there's the planning is there a specific area you really thrive when you get to work in that particular part of the the business
1: yeah it's the best part for me is when a business owner turns around and says oh my gosh I never thought about it that way yeah and it's It's like, I I guess epiphany moment is the best way to put it without being too corny. But when I work with my clients, typically it's two days intensive whiteboard, sticky notes, and we just get their entire business out onto paper and onto a whiteboard. And then we create a step-by-step plan at the end of those two days. And every time they look at me with just like a look of awe, they had no idea (laughs) what they were doing, and all of a sudden it becomes clear.
0: Suddenly they, they have a brand that they can actually get behind.
1: They've got a brand they can get behind, that but more so they have a, the purpose is there. They know who their client is. They know what they're going to do tomorrow because so many business owners get up and their email box drives their day or the first phone call drives their day. When you turn that around and you know what you're doing in the morning, none of those things matter because you already know what it is you're going to do. And that is a huge mental shift and business shift for my clients.
0: Oh, massively so. So th- th- quite interestingly, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people want to know this. So you must have come across it with your clients where they've been going through seriously hard times. Is there ever, ever been a moment when you've been running your business and what you do, where times have been so hard, I know I've gone through it myself, where you've just gone, you know what, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to give up, I'm going to go get a real job. And Get, get a regular income again?
1: More, more often than <laughs> I'd like to admit. <laughs> uh, the, the, the biggest challenge in being your own boss and running your own business, especially when everything relies on you, once you get to a point where the business starts to run itself because you put in the right processes, procedures, and structures, that's like utopia. But most businesses never get there. And every day, if you don't do something, the business doesn't do anything. That's the hardest part because the mental grind of having to do it every day is what really stops a lot of people and has stopped me in my tracks on numerous times where I said, why am I chasing this? And then I remember that I like to do it. And that's the fun thing. And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. But Easily once a month, I ask myself what I'm doing with my life.
0: I was I was just going to say, how do you? Is that literally how you overcome it? You you just understand what your purpose is. Do, 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 is. Is it something you're willing to chat to us about? What what is your purpose? What is your reasoning behind doing what you do?
1: Yeah, happy to it, and it, it really is. Once you know, Simon Sinek obviously has um, start with why, and everyone has to know their why. Um, but bigger than that, even sometimes is. What is the purpose that you're bringing to the world? It's great that it's my why and I want my wife not to have to work. Um, and I want my family to enjoy the fruits of my labor and live in a nice house and go on vacations and all of those things. So those are my why. But what is the purpose that I bring to the world? And that's what gets me up because I know one of the things that I do with my, with my prospects is I'll show anybody $10,000 in new business that's sitting right in front of them and they're just missing because of poor marketing and poor messaging. And I do that in one phone call. And I know that I can create money in other people's lives. And that's what gets me going because when people are struggling and all they need is 10,000 US or I don't know what that is in, um, in pretty, the UK, it's probably pretty, 7, pretty
0: much, pounds. It's, it's pretty much the uh, same these days to be fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: It's not great exchange rate at all. All right. So, so 10,000 pounds that can change lives. And that's what gets me up more than my own success. I really thrive off others' success. And if I don't get up and do it, other people are going to struggle. And maybe that sounds a, a little bit um, grandiose. But it really drives me when I can do that for a small business owner.
0: Awesome. So this is bring, brings me on to the next question. And obviously, like I say, this is what the podcast is generally about in the, in the past. It's the social media podcast. So how has social media helped you do that in the past? Because one of the things I talk so passionately about with people is that give value in your content. Don't concentrate on that sell. Concentrate on giving the value. And that's obviously something you're very passionate about. So how has social media helped you do that?
1: Interestingly enough, social, my social media, at least isn't, hasn't always driven direct contact. Like it's not call me for this or call me for that. A lot of people start with the offer and then try to explain why people should want that offer. What I found is the social proof is the biggest aspect. There are people that will never comment on my social media. There are people that will never reach out to me, but when I come across them in my life, they know what I'm doing. They know what I'm up to. And they comment to me about it personally. Here, an example I was talking to a guy. I've known him for, I don't know, about 10 years. He runs a small mining company where they mine copper and, um, and iron. Yeah. And he called me out of the blue and he said, I just wanted to call you. Somebody forward, forwarded me one of your blog posts that was on their social media feed. And it changed the entire way I was writing an investor letter. And I just wanted to thank you. He he didn't follow me on social media. I didn't put it out there for a mining company. Someone forwarded it to him. So the amazing social proof that people absorb without ever commenting is huge. So when you do meet them, they already know you like you and trust you.
0: So so what aspects of social media do you actually use? You've already mentioned blogging there. Is there anything else that you, you delve deeply into?
1: I love to forward articles, whether mm-hmm. it's my own or whether it's other, <clears throat> other people's, because you never know what's going to touch somebody. The other thing, I like doing videos, short <clears throat> videos, live videos, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Even if no one's paying attention, even if you don't think anyone cares, there are people watching. And it, it puts a little of you out there. It's easy to take pictures of yourself working or on stage, or a lot of people do stage pictures where they bring in photographers to make them look really important. (laughs) The video aspect and the audio aspect. And I've got my own podcast as well called the entrepreneurs MBA. When people can feel you because they hear your voice or they see you in raw form, is really, really important to me in my social media.
0: It, it really helps create that emotional connection with somebody as well, because obviously not everybody you can't meet everybody you could potentially work with. So them being able to see you and actually get a, an idea of who you are and what you're like really helps them, because people buy an emotion. It gives them a real chance to get that insight into your life.
1: It, exactly, and, and if someone sees you, even if it's something where you struggle a little bit, whether you're trying to get uh, you know a point across and maybe it doesn't come across perfect and you can't re-record it cuz you're doing it live people actually thrive off of that they want to see the real person and it makes them like you more when you're real that's what i found at least
0: yeah absolutely so One of the things I got from your original email that you sent to me when we were chatting about you being on the podcast was that you help people generate leads for their business and, in fact, more leads than they could potentially handle sometimes um, and without it costing them, in UK terms, a penny in American terms, a cent um, because they could just do it through marketing and advertising but without spending money. So how? just if you could give one or two really great tips for the people listening to this right now where they could go, my God, I should implement that, that would help them just speak to a wider audience without it costing them anything, what would you suggest they do?
1: So there, there's two main things that I really focus on um, with my clients in order to get them more leads. There's a number of things, but the, the first two I always look at, one is the messaging. So many of us offer first and then try to explain why people should accept that offer. hmm And what I focus on is turning that around, giving value by hitting a pain point. So if you know what it is your client, what keeps them up at night, what is their biggest struggle, what makes them want to break down and cry or quit, (laughs) if you know what that is and you hit that point and you tell them that you've got a solution, don't tell them what the solution is. Hit their pain point and then tell them you've got a solution. Now you've got them hooked. Now you can educate them on why it works and why you're the person to deliver it. And then you can make an offer where they're compelled to buy because they already know it's right for them. So the first thing about getting more leads is about getting the messaging right. So always think about what are you saying and does it hit the pain point of your client? Not what you offer but what is the problem they have?
0: And that one so thing that you just said there thing. as well, it also brings, brings us almost full circle back to that avatar idea as well, doesn't it? Because you have to know who they are so you can understand what their pain point is in the first place. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. So if you know who the person is, if you know what you want to say, now we can figure out where you're going to say it. A lot of people use social media because they want exposure. <laughs> they think people are, are out there and they want to find new people. But so often it's people already in our world, we don't know enough about what they need. So if we know what they need, now we can go to LinkedIn versus Facebook, or we can go to Instagram versus the others, or we can write a blog. Knowing the avatar and knowing the pain point tells you where to go better than anything else that I found.
0: So sticking on the social media subject, then obviously uh, the, the attention has been in places like Facebook and Instagram recently. It's it's where the cheap attention is as well. Um, one of the big things that I've preached around a, about a lot, and a lot of other people are talking about recently, is LinkedIn um, and how LinkedIn is is really blowing up at the moment. But it is exceptionally expensive to to put advertising on there. So. What did, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing LinkedIn is one of the areas that you talk about to your clients because obviously that's business to business. So, how do you suggest people kind of try and blow up on on something like LinkedIn, for example, and try and try and make an impact on LinkedIn? Is it is it just the same ethos of just give that value, ask that question, make sure you're hitting that right pain point, and then hammer home what it is that you do with loads and loads of value?
1: It is, um, and the biggest thing about LinkedIn, and and here's where I think a lot of people struggle is a lot of people put their information out on LinkedIn. And they do it in such a way of, hey, here's what I think is valuable. But one of the things LinkedIn is actually better at is within LinkedIn groups and on other people's posts, if somebody posts something, whether it's an article or whether it's their own question or their own problem, if you comment on other people's posts you get great value and you drive a lot back home to your son, to yeah. your posts so if you put your posts out there like any there's an algorithm and a certain number of people see it and it shows up in their feed but if you comment on other people's posts now their audience is exposed to your content so rather than posting on linkedin comment on LinkedIn is a much more powerful way to get recognized and drive people back to you. Does
0: that make sense? Oh, totally. This comes back to 100%. Uh, in fact, I've just been talking about it this week a lot on my content, it is the fact that social media, there's one really important word in those two words, and that word is social. And so, yes. many, so many people forget social media is about being social. They're created to be Communities. YouTube lost its way. It's—I I feel it's really lost its way in, in recent years. But it initially started out as a community, pe- a place where people could talk to each other. Facebook was the same thing. It was essentially Friendster, um, which and Friends Un- reunited. Do you remember Friends reunited um, back do, in the day, um, and so it was that way of being able to connect with people that you knew and build back that community. That. So yeah, 100. I totally agree with this. That so many people just forget that importance of being social on social media, reaching out and helping people.
1: Yeah. And, and ask for help as well. There's no matter what industry you're in, no matter what business you're in, there's probably a minimum of a hundred groups on LinkedIn focused on what you're doing, whether you run a hardware store or whether you're a business coach like myself or an interviewer like, and, and producer and, and video and content like you do, there's A 100 minimum groups where you can go out there and you can say, hey, has anyone found this in their business, this problem, this solution, this answer? Does anyone know how this works? And it doesn't have to come from a point of always needing help, because I know a lot of people want to be the smart person. So people come to them for clients. But if you ask a challenging question or you ask a forward thinking question about your industry in those groups you can blow up almost overnight because people want to help you, want to help themselves. And in those groups, it's great. It's better than your feed. Because people just scroll through it when they're bored and they're they're on the bus or when they're, you know, sitting waiting for a call or watching TV, they're just scrolling and they don't really stop and consume the content. But in the groups, people go there for a purpose. Yeah. So if you con you comment on other people's questions, you ask your own questions don't go out there and say, "Hey, get my free book" or have, "Get a free consultation with me." Say, "Yes, I found that, and here's how it worked for me," and all of a sudden, people will gravitate to you.
0: And I want to ask this question, even though I, I probably know the answer. Um, I, I think I know the answer <laughs> off the top. It's what I tell my clients. Um, but what groups should people be then joining? Is it the groups of the people who do essentially what they do, or should they be? Cr- navigating towards the groups where their niche hang out and are asking these questions or should it maybe be a mixture of the two because it sounds to me like you're saying maybe it could be a mixture of the two because that way you can go into the the groups where you're the the people who do what you do hang out and you can ask them the questions but then maybe do the other side of it as well.
1: You're exactly correct. I'm a big fan of both sides of it. I, I learn more about my what I can bring to my clients from other people, right? If, if there's other business coaches and they're doing something that works, Hey, let me try that. Or maybe there are things that people are saying, this isn't working for me and other people all agree. So you don't want to do that. But if you're in your industry, you learn a lot about the industry that you can bring to your clients. And if you go to where your clients hang out, let's say you're a, you're a business coach and you work with doctors and Doctors are posting on there about what's going on in their business, what's going on in the medical field, what's going on with their patients. You can learn an immense amount and add value to your clients because of what other people are saying. So I think you should definitely do both. And again, you're not there to be the smart person in the room. You're there to be the helpful person in the room.
0: Yeah, and to learn as well. I mean… We're always learning. I mean, what is it they say? A a day uh, where you've learned nothing is a day wasted. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Adam, this has been an absolute pleasure to chat to you.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'm bringing value to your your audience. I mean, I, I love doing this. And, again, everything that I know, I've learned from other people. And I like to just put that out there because if I can bring, again, more money, more success to you, It'll eventually come back to me in good karma.
0: Awesome, awesome. Adam, And uh, before we go, where, where can people find you?
1: Um, so on social media, Adam Kipnis, K-I-P-N-E-S. Um, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, it's all Adam Kipnis. Um, or you can go to freebookfromadam.com and it's eight steps on how to make more money without spending a cent on advertising. And I actually list out eight different ways that your audience can go and make more money without spending more money. And it's, uh, it's like a 40-page read, and it's really simple, really easy, and it's step-by-step.
0: That's fantastic, and it involves my favorite four-letter word, which is free.
1: Free. It, it <laughs> is free, and it will tell you how to get free free sales. It's not all, all about generating leads. We all have enough leads, we just don't know it. There's a lot on how do you convert those leads. And the book will walk you right through both.
0: That's awesome. Thanks ever so much, Adam. I'll make sure all the links are put into the description. And uh, thanks so much for chatting
1: to us today. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate your time listening.
0: This was a Perception Studios production.